Welcome to the Mycelium Network Podcast, a podcast all about early stage web developers and the mentors and teachers that helped them along the way. Hey, Yuri, thank you for joining me for the podcast. I'm really excited. Hey, Shalk, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So um, in the past, I've kind of read out a little bio of people, but I thought that's super boring and it's been done. <laughs> so what I like to do is I like to give you the floor and say, tell us about who you are and take as much time as you need. Go back as far as you need. Um, tell us your story. So you want to ask me how did my parents born me? <laughs> so. Yeah. That's maybe a little too far back. <laughs> okay, so my like I'm a community builder right now and I love it very much, but I trapped, let's say trapped into the community world very like I d I d I didn't think that I will be a community builder because I was doing a lot of stuff. I was a risk analyst in the bank. I was running my internet shop and then somehow i just just because of this internet shop i've made some seo for it and i hired people to do it and they did a bad job so i decided to learn seo so i went to an, an seo forum started learning that's how i understood that they were that, that they were doing not a good job and while learning seo i started talking to people connecting to them and one day I saw a message that said there will be a meetup somewhere in other city. And then I was like, okay, why don't we have an SEO meetup in Kiev? So I just created a post and basically that's how my first community SEO club started. And we just connected, we just had a conversation, we just had some pizza and we liked it so much that during the time, some time, it became an SEO club. The best well-known community of SEO experts in Ukraine. So after that was like a marketing club, CPC Real Talk is a community for uh, advertisers for who, who work with paid advertisement. And also I'm, I'm, I'm running a sales hero community in Ukraine, it's for salespeople for sure. And when the war started in Ukraine on 21st of February, Basically, I've lost my any sources of income because it was dependent on community. I made it some courses and all the stuff, but for sure people didn't need to learn and all this they needed to understand how to survive. And uh, at that point, I just reached out to David Spinks, the founder of the CMX community and told him that, hey David, I have this experience and I'm in trouble. I need some community job. I need something to do. And he told me, yeah, okay, I will help you. He made a post. That's how I found, that's how I met Steve Gargiulo from the Cultivators community. We're still working with them. And that's how I started doing an, an audit for a CMX community. So it helped me a lot to support me and my family during the hard times. And that's how I basically become an international community, not only builder, but a consultant too. So it was really very fast. So I was building my communities, Ukrainian communities, for seven years. Five of those years, I didn't even know that it called community building. I thought that I just meet great people and we have some good time. And then I joined a CMX community. I understood that I am not alone in this community world. 
and uh, yeah, basically that's how I started being a community international community person. Great, that's a that's a really good story. I'm glad that 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 you had people to reach out to and that people um, helped you. It's, I'm really grateful for that. But you know, also it it was it was not in a second. So I was kind of building these connections. So. I joined CMX community like two years before, and I was there. I was communicating with people, but I just never get to know other people very good. But at least they knew me, so I was mm -hmm, not like mm -hmm. a person from the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Cool. So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Community Life podcast? Seeing that we're on a podcast. Yes. 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 It was it was my idea I started in the sales hero community. So what was the idea behind it? I just choose great people, great experts from the sales world and we go with them and we have just this conversation about themselves. So it's not about titles, it's not about some tricks. It's just about people. So I'm really curious who who are their parents? Like, where did they born? How their childhood looked like? And all this stuff, like, I just, I'm just curious. I just want to know these people better. And we are having this conversation. We can understand how to be a successful salesperson, yeah? Like, what skills do you need? Who are those people who are great? And, like, when I become, let's say, international expert, I decided, okay, so why don't we have this conversation with community experts? And I just, once again, I just reached out to David Spinks with this crazy idea, tell them, hey, David, I have this idea, why don't we try? And he was like, sure, I've never done this before, let's do it. So it was my first, uh, let's say, episode. And by now, I had a conversations with 18 amazing people so far. And I keep going, you know, just one new conversation every week so it helps me a lot like as i told i'm really curious about people and it helps me very much to understand those people who i am talking to in the community world and i really do not hunt an audience i don't know how many people listen to those podcasts but once again the main idea is that at the moment there are just two people me and the guest we are talking about their lives and it's just it's just very you know it's just very emotionally connected experience and i just love it so and also people who listened to podcasts they told me that they love it too so you know click match let's do it let's continue to do it yeah exactly that's exactly how i feel about this experience i mean this um i've recorded probably about 15 now we've released 12 but it's also the, the conversations are just it's just wonderful I, I get to speak to really s different people from all walks of life from different places in the world and get to hear their stories and what makes them excited and the struggles they have and that leads you to start thinking like how can I help like what can I do to help these people um, yes. sometimes you also connect over similar challenges like maybe like I'm from a third world country, so if I speak to somebody else who's also in a developing country, oftentimes they tell me a story and I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I can so relate because I've also experienced this. 
but yeah. I've had some some luck. Maybe some of it I created for myself. Some of it just came across my path. But through that, I'm able to use my connections to help these people. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I'm also like, I don't know how many, I have some rough ideas how many people listen to the show, but that's not the most important thing to me. To me, it's more like if somebody like my daughter, for example, she told me the other day she started listening to the podcast and, st and she can't stop. Oh. And I was like, that's lovely. I, I love that. Yes. I love that somebody that's like a, a, an author who's a little curious about coding and stuff like that, but who likes stories, enjoy the podcast because that's what I wanted yeah. to be. It's about people telling stories about their life and about what they what's hard and what's what's not. People love to talk and if you if you are asking them about themselves, they will really share. So they will share everything you will ask. You you have to just ask it. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um and I've also found that you shouldn't be scared to reach out to people. Um I think it's it's amazing totally. how many people are willing to to talk to you. So what I was what I was going to say is we had this conversation scheduled for a little earlier than we're doing it now, and it's because you said you had this between two water coolers meeting, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I've heard about between two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> what is this between two water coolers thing? Yeah, so. It's it's a super fast yeah it 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 was uh, I was motivated by between two ferns, so I decided I even have this picture of uh, Zach Galifianakis staying between two ferns and there are a lot of uh, there are photos from our every meeting behind him like on the wall, so there, there this is a picture for between two water course meeting, and um, what's the idea that you go there we collect some community experts and we just have three rounds of five minutes of communication so we just go to one-on-one -on -one breakout rooms we meet each other we talk about everything we want for five minutes three times and we have just really quick and fun experience it allows us to build these connections to get to know each other a little better and also there is no obligations. You don't have to talk for half an hour or an hour. So if you clicked, you can continue a conversation in the community world. You can even go for a Zoom call. You can even meet in person. If you don't click, once again, no expectations. Just go to another person. So it's kind of, it's kind of, let's say, uh, networking, speed networking, or sp speed dating networking, something like that. But once again. The main idea is that it's super cool, super fast, super fun, and it's just 20 minutes a week. You don't have to spend a lot of time to meet amazing people. And once again, it's all it's all about connections. It's all about meeting new people, but just another way yeah. of doing it. Yeah, and is it. this like open to anybody? Is this how do you go about joining it? Totally, totally open to everyone. I just hosted in the CMX community because I love CMX community and it helped me a lot during my life and during this all this war stuff and it's kind of it's kind of my let's say I, w I want to give back something that's why I'm hosting these events in the CMX community every week every Friday so I just love it and people love it so you know once again one more click one more match <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I, I started using this app that's still in very early development called Groove. And um, the idea there is that it's also people from all over the world. And um, currently it's on your phone, but they think they're looking at making it a desktop version of it as well. And so you'd say, I want to start a Groove, and then it would notify some people. And then they can decide to join the Groove. And then everybody gets on camera and you say, like, what do you want to try and do in the next 50 minutes? And then you say, okay, let's do it. And then everybody goes away and you have a little chat window open. And then people do their, their jobs and they like try to tick off stuff if they get it done. And then after 50 minutes, everybody comes back together and you basically give a status update of, of what you were able to do in the 50 minutes. And yeah, it's if you work remotely and... Um, you work in, uh, I don't know, you just feel, sometimes you feel a little lost, a little alone maybe, um, like you need that human connection. And I, I love all these opportunities that is starting to um, happen on the internet for people to connect in all kinds of different ways. In preparation for this, I kind of looked at your Twitter and your LinkedIn and stuff like that to kind of learn more about who, who you are. Um, and so one of the things that I've realized is that you are somebody who loves people and who have a generally very positive attitude towards life. Um, and I won't say, I will definitely not say that I dislike people, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I get down about what we do to each other and, and our planet and things like that. So, um, I read a tweet um, where the question was, if you weren't scared of failure, what would you do? And you replied to that, exactly what I was doing now, just without fear. <laughs> and so that suggests to me that fear is not something that stops you. So how did you get to this place? where you can be okay with the fear? You know, you never can be okay with the fear because it's, it's, it's something that uh, lives with us, but you, have, you can have different response. You can, you know, you can fight or flight. So here is the same. Like I can like froze and stay and be afraid of everything and not do nothing or the fear is motivating me, you know, when, if I'm afraid of something, it means that I'm going out of my comfort zone. And most likely, if I didn't receive results I wanted, most likely I need to go out of my comfort zone and try something new. So that's how I learned uh, not to be afraid of doing something new, of uh, trying, of making mistakes. And what, like, what we really fear what we're really afraid of is to make mistakes and even more what other people will, will think about us if we will make those mistakes. But, you know, it's like it's natural for people to make mistakes and it's not a mistake. It's the way we learn because, you know, when children starts, start going, they're falling so many times, but they continue trying to walk and then they're walking without even thinking about it. So why are we afraid to try to walk? 
we need to try, we need to try, we need to fall many times, we need to hurt our legs, we need maybe even to hurt our head sometime, like not literally, but in general. But that's the only way, like, you know, some people say that you can learn by seeing and reading about others' mistakes, but no, the best way way to learn is to make your own mistakes. And I love this saying from the line chocolate advertisement that if you will forgive my imperfection, I'll forgive yours. So basically that's that's how I feel. And if I'm making mistakes, if somebody will point that I'm making a mistake without saying how to make it better, I will just not care about it. So if somebody will say that I made a mistake and help me to not to make this mistake in the future, I will really appreciate it. And that's how we will build our connections. And that's how we become friends, you know? Otherwise, like, why care? I mean, that leads into another one that where, where um, you said that it is 100% okay to say, I don't know. Um, and I, I agree with that. I, I don't allow, allow myself that often. Um, but when I catch myself in those moments, I'm like, hey, whoa, stop. It's okay to say you don't know. It's actually, it means that this is a learning opportunity, right? If it's something you don't know, well, are you interested in knowing this thing? And if so, wow, we're in an age where content is, there's too much. <laughs> you actually, we're drowning in information. So if you don't know, you can learn. Yes, it, it saves a lot of time because you can talk to a person and the person will say some words, some, I don't know, meanings or something that you don't know. And you can say that, oh, I'm sorry, but can you explain me this? I just don't know. I just don't understand. And person will explain you this in two minutes and you will save a lot of time because you, you don't have to try things out and you will understand each other. And there will be no, you know, this going back and forth, trying to understand what that person really mean, because you will understand it right away and it will save a lot of time, nerves, and sometimes even money. Yeah, very true. So I know that you, you're mostly focused on like community building and in, in sales and that kind of thing. But I think technology is part of all of our lives. I mean, we're using it right now to be able to have this conversation. Um, so I'm curious, do you have any thoughts about the tech industry? Um, just like a high level, like somebody from the outside, like if you're looking at the tech industry from the outside, why do you think about this industry, like the good and the bad? Mm, it's a really big question because what I recently saw, like from community side of tech industry, it's many layoffs and all this stuff. So I'm like thinking from this point, from human point of view, and I don't really like it right now because many amazing people lost their jobs and all this and all they're going through these difficult challenges, etc. But in general, if we're not talking about the human side, if we're talking about technologies, it's definitely amazing that we even have, you know, I'm in one place of the world, you in another, and we still have this conversation. So it allows us, it allows us to connect, like not taking in the mind the whole distance between us. So like 
we are currently open to the whole world and we can easily get to know even more amazing people. It's also, it's really like, it makes things harder because like in the whole world, there are so many amazing people that you just won't have time to talk to everyone. But it also makes it easier because like, you know, I'm not trying to intentionally like choose who I will talk to, but if we meet each other, it means that we intended that we had to meet each other and we have to have this conversation. And if we like each other, we'll continue our conversations. And if not, okay, like a lot of, a, a lot of other people are waiting to have this conversation. So you just have more choices right now. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, I don't shy away from the human topic. I think that's a very important thing. And I do agree with you. Um, the last few two years have been rough. Uh, there's a lot of people that I personally know who's lost, you know, who's lost their jobs. And um, one sometimes thinks that uh, if this happens to people in, say, the United States, for example, um, ah, you know, but it's not that big of a deal. That there's there's a lot of work. They'll quickly find a job. But it's 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 not always the case. Um, you know, I I've known people who a year later after the big layoffs in 2020 who still hadn't found a job um, and people who had to settle for jobs that they weren't really happy in because you know it was just the nature of of the time things have changed um, now I think there's a different challenge now I spoke to somebody the other day in one of the other podcasts and yeah. um, he so I asked him, like, what does he think is one of the challenges for earth, for junior people and early stage developers getting into the industry? And he said that the, that the problem right now is the industry is a little weird. Because of all of these layoffs, the industry is flooded with people with extremely, with a lot of experience and people who've, you know, held very high roles at big companies. So you as a starting junior engineer you've now suddenly faced with having to compete with these people because they're yeah. in the pool of people's looking for jobs now so you know while it's still entirely possible and people shouldn't be despondent and um, feel that they just chose the wrong time to get into the tech industry it is it is something we do need to acknowledge that it is tricky right it is not easy right now. There are all kinds of challenges, and this is a new one that's been added to, to the challenges for, for early stage engineers. And then it's just, it's sad, you know, to see so many people having to go through these things. Um, yes, totally. I want to talk about a topic that's maybe to some extent related, um, and it's, it's brought to my attention, one aspect of this is brought to my attention by a tweet on Twitter by Feebcat that you shared and then commented on. And the topic was uh, on a conversation that was had about mobilizing communities in a time of crisis. And as you've alluded to this before, um, you are from Kiev and Ukraine. And so you more than a, than a lot of people in this on this earth knows what tr a true crisis is and um, the devastation of all of that. I cannot even imagine it. I, I you know, I have so much compassion for everybody there. Um, 
With that big thing in mind, um, what guidance do you have for people who feel like their lives are in crisis, you know, want to make a change, but they're, they're scared of failing? The first thing you have to do is to meet other people and to connect with other people. Because when the war started, when the Russia started the war in Ukraine on 21st of February, so the first thing I've did with my communities, I kind of closed all these chats because there were a lot of misleading information. But instead of that, I created one group for people from all the communities who wanted to connect and help to each other. And I was always saying that during the war, it's, it's been seven months already, seven and a half, Ukraine becomes the biggest community in the world because, you know, we are all in the same boat and we are helping each other. So before the war, if you will go to a person in the street and ask for help, it would be hard to find help. But now people are more open to each other and they're helping each other. So if you face any crisis, you just, you have to, you know, it takes a lot of courage to open your heart to people because without being vulnerable, you can't, you can't connect. So you should allow yourself to be vulnerable and and just take other people's vulnerability and care about it. So basically, you have to trust people. You know, sometimes you have to trust even those people who you don't know yet. But in the end of the day, you will understand who who's friend or who's foe. Because from my experience, sometimes those people who are very open, who are very smiley, who are always like encouraging each other and all the stuff they're not really helping in, in in time of crisis and those people who are not that let's say amazing they are really helpful when you need them and it's really hard to understand it before you face the challenge so also it is really very good to face some challenges together because after that you will understand whether you should continue your journey together or just to wave goodbye. Yeah, that's true. So, so do you think that sometimes crisis brings out the best in people? I will say that sometimes crisis really brings opportunities, but it's very it it's like it's so hard depends on what kind of human people a person is, because some people will give up and like just go with the flow, do nothing. And other people will try to find ways to make things better. And it's just nature, you know, like in, in, in nature, if an animal is weak, most likely it will die. But if it will fight, it will win. It will continue. It will survive. So, you know, humans are still animals. So <laughs> we need just to fight. We need just to continue our conversations, continue cooperations. And, you know, like what the war teached me that if you are alive, if you are healthy, if your family is safe, like nothing else matters. Like you will find place to live. You will find money. 
you will find find food you will find everything like there is no problems unless you are dead yeah 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 that's very true i think we we often we often take being alive for granted yes exactly we think we we struggle with having not having money we struggle with not riding fancy cars we struggle with not wearing like new clothes every week but we just don't care that we are alive and like what the war showed me that many people are dead and they will never come back so yeah like yeah 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 so as you've mentioned so all of this is happening in your life um and you're still doing all these things right you're still recording podcasts having conversations with people you're running this two water coolers thing um you are always whenever i see you on uh slack or on twitter or on when i watch uh, the the podcast recordings you're always like such a positive spirit <laughs> to put it that way who are the people events books stories that that motivates you that makes you be who you are first of all it's my family for sure because you know what other people will see it's facade so they don't know real me and i also have my ups and downs and totally you will never see me when i'm down but my family sees me and they help me a lot they support me a lot and they are not always having a good time with me you know i'm not an easy person but at the end of the day we always talk we always find a ways how to work things out you know so i'm like married for 11 years so far and we've gone through a lot and we are still together i have an amazing kid like 10 years old and it means it means a life to me to have my family and uh, like beside a family those people who supported me during my community all this uh, war journey i would say that it's for sure lisa baroka who i work with in the cultivators community it's uh, ella andionge who i work with that cold control community it's many people from cmx community such as ilker such as lori goldman such as courage gafari so there are like tons of super cool people who are helping you even though you are not asking them to do it so i'm so happy that i'm working in this community uh, world because it's like it's not i i don't know even how to explain it but it's totally different to all other spheres because i was working in seo in sales in marketing there is no such support in any sphere as you receive in the community world and i just amazed with it and it also motivates me to do the same to be the same person so all these people when i see uh, the generosity the openness their helpfulness i want to do the same so it's like you know um it's like the will of life you do something good then somebody else will do something good for you and it's just continuation it's it's how the energy works if you do something bad for people i don't know whether to call it karma or not but if you do something bad you will definitely receive something bad 
And if you do something good, you receive something good. So why don't we do something good? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when, you, when you put it like that, it's like, duh. <laughs> why would we? Why would we not do good things? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I I, I have to say, like, I've been on um, part of some of these community Slack channels and things like that, and it is definitely a different world than what you see on a lot of other places where. There's so much communication and open sharing and um, people are never uh, negative towards each other. Um, people are always encouraging you when you share content. People are always encouraging, oh, that's really good. And people would look at your stuff and give you feedback. It's, it's, it's definitely a different thing. The one thing that I found, though, um, for those people that I work a lot with, early stage developers, is they're scared of joining communities because maybe they're shy maybe they're unsure of themselves still because they're new so what can a community builder do to bring those people in and make them feel safe and make them feel welcome and ensure them that their voice is welcome and and that they are welcome to speak First of all, it's a human touch, you know, that's exactly so I'm working with a community of tech experts and we have kind of two community in one. So we have code control community is a community of top senior experts, tech experts, and we have 9am community, the community for every freelancer, but we are only in Europe, like, because we are building this tool for freelancers and uh, like we are proven, we letting in people from Europe to join it. But the main idea is that as a person join, we start communication. We start the onboarding process and we reach out to this person and we explain how the community works. And we always say that if they need any help, they can always reach out to us and we are here for them. So they don't have to start a thread in like crowded channel they don't have to introduce themselves. They don't have to do nothing. But we encourage them to do it just because, you know, the, the worst question is unasked. And the question which didn't, uh, I don't know how to, how to say it in English. Sometimes I miss my words. But the worst question is the, that you didn't ask. And we're explaining it to people. And they can always reach out to me and Ella, my colleague who I work with. And we are always, we will always help them. They can ask us any stupid question. Even if they think that the question is stupid, they can ask it. We will never tell them that the question is stupid, but we will help them. That's exactly, you know, when I was studying in the university, we had uh, two different kinds of teachers. Like one type is who you ask a question and those people makes you to feel your stupidity so they tell like really you don't know this why are you still learning here you have to go away and do some low-paid work or something like that and other people they won't do it they will answer you any question even if you asking me asking them what will be two plus two they will answer you, they will explain you that it will be four and they will explain you that why. So you have to be open and you have to tell people that 
it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to like be non, not perfect. And uh, it's really a lot. It really depends on a community builder to build this level of trust, to build this level of vulnerability, to build this level of openness in the community. Otherwise, and if, if the community builder showing it themselves, other people will also do the same. And if like, yeah, so you show an example, you show people how to act and they, then they do it without you. So then you have this amazing space. Yeah, that's great advice. That's that's definitely what I'm trying to do um, as part of the community that I'm building. I'm definitely trying to to encourage people to ask, and I'm, and I'm but I'm also encouraging them to to ask in a venue that they feel comfortable in, and then slowly push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone and a little bit more and a little bit more um, until before you know it you're welcoming new people. You're the one welcoming the new people. Um, you're the one saying, how can I help? Uh, but but it starts small and then you build up over time. And for other people, it's easy. They just have a natural tendency to just join in. They just join a community and start talking. But it, you shouldn't feel bad if that's not you. Um, we're all unique creatures and um, yes. you should play to your strengths. But at the same time, as you said, you know, don't be, don't be, don't be scared. Take a chance. Um, trust other people. Trust that people are generally good yeah. and they have your best interests in, at heart. Um, thank you, Yuri. This has been a really good conversation, uh, even though it's been really challenging <laughs> with technology. We made it, you but, know. Yeah, we made it. Um, and in closing, is there anything that you would like to? Just any thoughts, uh, words of wisdom, um, any inspirational things that you'd like to leave the community with? I will just share what I'm always doing is there is no an overnight success. And if you start small but constant, at the end of the day, at the end of some time period, you will receive great results. And that's what is really related to community building. Because you won't have a successful community in one week, even in one month, most likely even in one year. But if you constantly keep doing and doing and doing, keep showing up, keep talking to people, keep encouraging, keep motivating them, at the end of the day, you will have an amazing community. So start small, be constant, and you will receive big results. That's great advice. And I 100% agree with that. Thank you again. Thanks again, Yuri. Um, it was lovely to talk to you. Um, we should do this again when uh, internet connections and technologies are, are playing along. I'd love to have a conversation with you again. Um, all of the very best. Thanks for everything you're doing and um, stay safe. Thank you very much, Alk. It's an amazing talk and I'm happy that we met. So yeah, see you in the community world. See you in the community. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mycenaean Network Podcast. If you're not already, please subscribe, store, and leave a review for us in your podcatcher of choice. This helps others find us and helps us make a better podcast for you, our listeners. You can also find and follow us on Twitter at Network Mycenaean 
and join the community on Discord. All the links are available in the show notes.